1: Hi everyone and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers. How are you, Sarah?
0: I'm good, Megan. Happy Sunday. Happy
1: Sunday to you. We're bringing you one of our More Than Mom episodes where we just talk about, I don't know, fluffy topics, not necessarily parenting related. And this one, it's not really at all parenting related. Um am not sure we're it's talk- <laughs> related to anything. No, it's, it's it's completely irrelevant to basically anywhere that you are in your life right now, except it is the time of year that Um, Kids are heading off to summer camp, or maybe we're reminiscing about our time at summer camp as kids. I have had a couple of events that I've been to that were like at a camp facility. So I have not been to summer camp um, as an adult, but like where you'll, the other day I took um, Owen to his driver's test and it was held at like a camp facility. And I just kind of sat looking around thinking, oh man, like a bunch of kids are going to get dropped off here soon. And they're just going to have like a week of fun and leisure. And it's all set up for them. Like it's all with their fun in mind. They have no real responsibilities except to show up and have fun. And we thought it would be really fun for us to fantasize about what we'd actually want out of a camp now as moms.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about this. And I think you hit exactly on what's so appealing about this. It's not the bug bites or the campfires or the nature walks. It's that It's the idea of a curated experience that we as moms don't have to plan and also that and then like a self-contained campus or environment where there's no driving, there's no parking, there's no traffic, there's no like what time. It's just a self-contained physical environment. And I think those two things I think it'd be really appealing to moms, not necessarily the exact same activities our kids would do at camp, but, um, I'm sure we can come up with some things we'd like to do in a summer camp like environment. Um, I was also reflecting back exactly a year ago. I went to my bestie from high school, Sarah sample her 40th birthday. She lives in Wyoming, but we went to this resort called Chico hot Springs in Montana near the Wyoming, Montana border. Megan, there's a link there for you. If you want to open that up, it is, you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to open it up. Look at Chico hot springs. It is a natural hot spring. So the whole resort's kind of built around this naturally. I remember you
1: sending me a link to this last year and I was very envious, very envious. It looks amazing.
0: It was amazing. And you know, there were different, um, types of rooms you could stay in the room. I stayed in a pretty normal, not fancy, but also not super rustic kind of, hotel motel like room, but then you just had access to everything right on this beautifully set quote unquote campus or whatever you would call it. The grounds, there was a restaurant, there was a bar, um, there was horseback riding, hiking, obviously the hot springs. Um, and there, maybe that's it. Maybe, is that enough? Maybe that's all we need. But I think think, the natural beauty surrounding and the fact that you could walk out of your room um you could meet up with people you knew or you could be solo and we're going to get into all this but like I guess that reinforced to me that there, it is possible as a midlife mom to get that feel of summer camp I don't know ethos it just isn't going to look like probably signing up for a summer camp
1: Well we also talked about um Mrs. Mazel and how's there there's like that camp they all go to it's not a camp obviously yeah. it's like a resort like a dirty dancing type yeah. resort and that's I guess for wealthy families I don't know that that's the thing anymore that people still do. Um, but maybe that mid-century time when you would go for three or four weeks yeah. at a time and maybe dad would come up on the weekends or whatever and um, come from the, on the train from the city or whatever. And literally the whole thing is just there to entertain you. Like yeah. there's just activities and um, like, I don't know, bonding and like group activities. And yeah. I don't, it's just, it's so nostalgic uh, but this is like our fantasy about how we want that to play out now before we jump in. Cause the first half of the episode, we're going to talk a lot about, um, kind of what this would ideally look like for us. And then I think we're going to get it further and further away from a traditional camp as we go on. But I do want to ask Sarah, if you ever went to summer camp as a kid,
0: not in the traditional sense, like not a traditional sleepaway camp, like you see in the movies, um, in sixth grade, we went to. Like sixth grade science camp with school, and it was on a pretty traditional like summer camp type grounds. I think they used it for Boy Scout camps and Girl Scout camps. We stayed in bunk cabins. We did a lot of traditional activities, but it was with my classmates, so it was not the same experience of like going away to camp. And it was only like four days. I did go away to some dance camps when I was a little bit older, like a young teenager, but that was that was different. That was ballet, and we stayed in college dorms, so there was nothing that felt like summer campy. So really, no. How about you?
1: So similar. Um, I never went to a sleepaway camp. And in fact, I didn't even have the fifth grade or sixth grade camp experience. But when I was in high school, the high school I went to did fifth grade camps and all the fifth graders went. So the elementary school I went to didn't do that. But I was a counselor for that. And I remember okay. like, oh, it was so fun. Like yeah. I got, I think I did it two years, actually, where I, I got to go and like it kind of was like being a camper, but even better because right. we just all goofed around and, and stuff you were the still whole time. Young, like you and were still young. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. And I, one thing I remember thinking was really, really fun about it was that um, I bonded with classmates of mine that I'd never really had before. And I went to a really small high school with I think eighty kids in my graduating class. But I was actually better friends with a lot of girls in the grade younger than me. That was where the majority of my friends were. And I got grouped up with this guy that I had always thought was really annoying and a couple of girls, I really didn't know very well. And by the end of it, it's like when you're removed from your natural environment, we all became friends and I thought that guy was hilarious and we're still friendly to this day. So it's just kind of fun to look back at that. I do think there's something about, it's like, it's like shaking up the snow globe, the snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) So um, even if you know some of the people you're with, it's like you scramble it all and it just ends up different. Um, so we did stay in the bunks and we did like the activities, but it was school. And then like you, when I was in, I'm going to say for me, it was more like ninth, 10th grade. I went to cheerleading camp and I think I did a theater camp at one point. Um, and then also, um, I had a couple of church weekends, so it wasn't camp camp but this is when I was a kid, but you would go and stay at a camp, yeah. but your fam, but your family was there. Yeah. So you didn't not get that experience. Right. Exactly.
0: Well, it kind of sounds like for both of us, we did get the experience of going away from home at some point. We did get the experience of meeting and bonding with new people. And we have been to a summer camp type location, but not all of those things ever happened at the same time. So Maybe that yeah. is an, that's an open invitation to fantasize a little bit about achieving it all, only mom, like in mom life.
1: Mom style. <laughs>
0: yeah, mom style. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night.
1: Go to FromOurPlace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's FromOurPlace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious.
0: That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
1: Okay, Sarah. So this first one is a little bit, um, I guess, arbitrary, but I'm curious about what our ideal itineraries and schedules would look like. So for me, I would not want to be forced out of bed super early, but I also wouldn't want to be allowed to let my day start too slowly. I have a habit of, not a habit, a tendency where if I don't have anything planned in the morning, I will let a morning while away mm. and not get anything done, which is great when I'm on vacation, but to me camp and vacation feel a little bit different. Yes. So I'd want to be up around 7, which is for me like a very comfortable easy time to get up but not not super late, and I want to be in bed by 9. I would not want anyone forcing me to stay up late if I didn't want to. So that's another thing, like for me bed by 9. But then I'd want my planned activities to happen early because that's what would be kind of force me to get out and moving and then more alone time or solo, like free choice in the afternoon. And then maybe getting back together with the group in the evening before my 9 p.m. bedtime.
0: <laughs> How about okay. you? Well, I love this. I love that we're even thinking about like wake time and bedtime at fantasy summer camp. I would actually say the opposite in terms of when the planned activities are. I would probably like to wake up Probably with the light, with the sun. So like in the summer, it gets light pretty early, six maybe. Um, And then I would love to have open free choice mornings, um, especially because if it's going to get hot, I want to walk or do solo stuff just be in charge of my own time for at least a few hours first thing in the morning that is best for me and then opt in activities in the afternoon and evenings which is when like my tendency would be i don't know to have an energy dip or like to not quite yeah, know what to, to do you would want to go to bed right or like i <laughs> yeah, just would yeah. have that malaise of not knowing quite what to do with myself and the weather's getting hotter so you and I would need flip flop. We need to, I don't know that we could be cabin mates. We might need to be like on opposite plans, but I like the idea of bed at between nine and 10. Um, there's something really appealing with the daylight hours in the summer where you're just pretty much going to bed when it gets dark. I know that depends on how far North you are and stuff, but like basically if it's getting dark between nine and 10 up somewhere North, and then you're waking up with the sun it, six. So that sounds good to me. Like, like the keeping with the rhythm of nature.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. And I mean, it fits right. Cause it's camp. Yeah. Um, okay. So then let's talk about the traditional camp activities. So these are things that we would have encountered in a sleepaway camp had we gone as little kids. Um, traditional camp activities, which ones would you for sure want to have included in your camp for mom experience?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, Quite a few. I love sitting, the idea of sitting around a campfire. I love, um, singing around a campfire. So I would be, I would be all in for the music aspect, like singing songs. Someone's got a guitar. Um, I would really love like guided hikes or guided nature walks, especially if you're like learning a little bit. Um, there's some kind of somebody who knows something is taking you out into nature. I would, I'd be, I'd sign up for that. Um I'd like photography or sketching, like sketching nature, that sounds fun. I do really enjoy horseback riding. I'm not uh, super experienced, but I'm also not total novice, so if there was horseback riding of some kind, I think I'd be game. Um and I think I would just love the traditional setting, like that what we talked about about having everything within a short walk, but having little pockets of privacy here or community there or nature here um but access to you know, the amenities that you need. We're not talking about rustic camping. We're talking about there's probably like a lodge or a common area where there's, you know, indoor, you can get away from the heat and the bugs. So just having all of that access, I think is the, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, like you mentioned that, just like that just sounds so appealing. I'm
1: just picturing a lot of those like screen doors on a wooden frame Uh that that slam. (laughs) And then you shut them with a little latch to keep the bugs out. Um, okay. So for me, I'm just thinking back to when I was a camp counselor, the activities that I thought were the most fun, I would totally want to go repeat all this again. So archery, okay. I remember learning archery and thinking it was a blast and I have not done it since high school. So I would love to do that again. Survival skills. Um, mm-hmm. I remember doing a whole thing where we like walked around and learned how to look for animal tracks and learned how to make fires and how to build a lean to and a shelter, Um, learning how to like take care of your feet when you're hiking Um, like all that kind of stuff to me is, is really interesting and it's all stuff that I've like kind of brushed up on because I've done backpacking and things like that, but it would just be good to have like a hands-on experience. I would like Um, that too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be really fun. Of course, for me, like hiking, canoeing, nap time. Um, I think I would love to have like an afternoon nap in my bunk. There's something about having like, I don't know, like after lunch and it's hot, but not too hot. And maybe there's a breeze coming through and you just get back on your bunk, fully dressed, probably on top of the covers and like have a 15 minute siesta. I think that would be great. Um, bird watching. I think you, maybe you mentioned sketching, you mentioned sketching of birds, um, but just something like just like indulging all of those things that I think are so fun to learn about, but that I don't often take the time to do in my uh, normal day-to-day life. And yes, I also included singing around a campfire.
0: Well, (laughs) it's interesting. All of those things would require that we have some kind of leaders or counselors or experts. And I think that's, it's different than we've done episodes. We've done more than mom episodes about like fantasy travel and fantasy, how we'd like to live. And what's striking me that's different about this is like, we actually do want someone else to have like thought about and curated and planned and deliver the activities. And so that I think when you are the mom who is often the one creating the experience, there's something so amazing about showing up and like a bird expert is there to teach you something. We didn't have to do it. Like they just were there. Yeah.
1: Well, what about traditional camp activities we would just as soon skip or not do? Mm -hmm. Um, I said anything that includes jumping off a tall structure into a lake. I feel like I have so many traumatic memories of being a kid basically forced either literally forced my best friend, you know, made me jump off a high dive when I was a little kid or peer pressure forced um like kind of like murky lakes. Yeah. <laughs> and that feeling of climbing up a ladder knowing oh, like you're yeah, going to be like jumping either. to your doom and then having a bunch of pushing, shoving kids around you and then actually having to jump off of something and it makes your stomach flutter. I mean, I hated it as a kid and I am not doing that again as an adult. No, thank you. And I'm also cool with no crafts. Like I I actually would really like to be handed like a canvas, like an empty canvas and some paint and a brush and just to do whatever I want or like something totally self-directed sounds really fun, but guided crafts make like the hair on the back of my neck stand up. So I would prefer to not do that.
0: Yeah. How about you? I think that's totally fair. I mean, the first one that came to mind for me that feels very classic summer camp is improv or skits. No, 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 no. So like
1: see how that would not be one of your happy
0: places. (laughs) No, it's like so uncomfortable for me. And I feel like so many summer camps have like some skit night or some improv night, or like you get together with your group and put on the talent show or whatever. I guess like there are aspects of a talent show that I maybe could find a way into but like probably not. So anything having to do with skits or improv would be a hard pass. I don't even really want to watch other people do it. The whole thing is uncomfortable for me. Um similarly uncomfortable is I do feel like if you go to a retreat or a camp there are like opening icebreaker games and activities meant to get everybody talking and get to know each other that often make me really uncomfortable. Now I will say, and you and I have been to retreats together, Megan, and you have run retreats. I think some icebreaker activities can be really well done. They can be meaningful. They can be lovely and they can, um, meet everybody where they are in terms of their introversion or extroversion. I just think that many of them are cringy. So uh, I would, I don't know. I, I would need like I don't know what that means. I need control over the icebreaker activities yeah. or just skip it. It just makes me feel uncomfortable.
1: Well, I just want to jump in here as someone who's not only an extrovert, but pretty comfortable being on the spot. Um, I really dislike group introductions like a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, it feels like a really high pressure thing to me to be yeah. like, Hey, tell us about yourself. Yeah. And there's like 30 people and you just say something about yourself or it's almost sometimes worse when it's, um, like really um directive where it's like tell us this this and this. Yeah. On the other hand, I know why you do it because otherwise people won't know each other's names and as the leader of the group you need to know their names. Like yeah. it's almost more for the leader than it is mm-hmm. for the people in the group, but then everybody is uncomfortable and it it's terrible. So I know that it can be done in ways like you said that are meaningful and lovely and m- make it okay that it's uncomfortable. Like yeah. it's uncomfortable anyway, but like in the end it's worth having done it. Yeah. But I've suffered through many that felt, um, I don't know, like they weren't there really for a good reason. And it made me feel really put on the spot.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because as you're talking, I'm realizing I would rather have one where you're going around in a circle and you know, when it's your turn, even though, yes, there's something that is uncomfortable about that. The ones I hate the most are when it's like, okay, Everybody go around the room and find three people with your same birthday. And then you're like, let loose and people are bouncing Uh around like little like pinballs and you don't know exactly who to talk to. So that's way worse to me than at least going around a circle and knowing that my turn is coming up. So anyway,
1: I think we just have issues with strangers. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe. Um, okay. So in terms of a couple other things I would probably skip, I have to, to your point about being forced to jump in the water, I've got to really be in the mood to go in any kind of water swimming or a lake. So I think I'd be fine with like kayaking and canoeing and fishing, but I don't really want to be expected to swim. I run very cold. I I just don't always want to get in. Um, and then I know we're going to get into ideas for like really alternative summer camps after the break. But since we're talking about things we'd skip, I don't know how I feel about skipping Wi-Fi and technology. Like I'm a little bit torn. I like the traditional experience of unplugging from devices and being in nature. And I think I would like to experience that at least once. But I think when I think about fantasy summer camp for moms, there is at least some access to the rest of the world that I think enables certain types of creative work and connection. So I guess that's me saying I might also want to skip out on total, um, unplugging. Well,
1: to me, those are like different experiences. So I could totally see the value in having three days with no internet. Like it would be really hard for me to do that, but I think that it would be good for me. Yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's when I would want, it's kind of like how I've thought about doing a silent retreat. I think of doing a silent retreat retreat would be awesome and probably life-changing and really cool. I've heard from people who've gone on them that it's amazing, but that doesn't mean I want every retreat to be silent. Just like I might not want every camp to have no Wi-Fi.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sarah, our sponsor Haya health makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes.
0: Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning. And every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out.
1: Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at BionicShoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, Sarah. So we talked about some of the traditional activities that we would do um, and not do, but what about more non-traditional camp activities? Something that you as a typical fifth or sixth grader going to camp would not experience, but that you would like to in, in your 40 something mom life.
0: Yeah. Well, let's just, let's start adding these activities in. I hope someone out there is listening and can create this summer camp for moms. Um, So one that I thought of is anything having to do with cooking or tastings, like indulgent style, either food and wine. Um, I do think that a cooking lesson or a cooking class could be a really fun activity, but also I would be fine if I wasn't doing the cooking and instead it was more like um, tasting or learning about a certain type of food or cheese or wine or something like that. So anything in that whole realm, I think would be so fun to add in. Um. I don't exactly know how to phrase this, but like anything on like the personal development personality tests, something very like midlife lady, woo woo. Maybe it's like um, sessions with a life coach or someone who like can help you dig into aspects of your personality. I just know, Megan, when we've gone on retreats or girls weekends or whatever, like conversation comes around to the Enneagram. It's so fun. It's fun and very indulgent to be able to almost like talk about yourself and like mm-hmm. dig into self stuff. So I have no idea exactly what that would look like, but wouldn't it be cool if there was some expert or some, somebody who could facilitate self-understanding, I guess.
1: Um, I have a feeling that when we're done with this, we're going to want to, we're going to want to actually plan this yeah. event, yeah. even if just for the two of us, but sure. I'm, I have a feeling this is going to have to be a thing, but yes, cause this sounds great. Yeah. Continue.
0: Okay. Well, I also thought that a personal styling consult that could be clothes, it could be hair, it could be makeup. Again, I think as moms, we can be very focused on others. And so there's something really indulgent about being like, no, I'm going to go sit for 30 minutes and have someone tell me like, I don't know. Am I an autumn? Should I wear my fall colors? Like that kind of like, it's it's very self-indulgent.
1: All the best things about like a conference, a retreat, a sleepover uh-huh. and college yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like all wrapped up in, in a women's conference or something yeah. and, and all wrapped up into one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I like it.
0: Uh, well, then the last couple that I thought of that, again, these don't have a very clear shape yet, but something having to do with film or movies or books where you could go listen to a talk or maybe there's like a mini book club where people who have read some similar books get to come together, similar movies. Um, I always I always think those are interesting. And I think those can be fun with people you don't know very well because you, you know, it's more vulnerable to get together and maybe talk about your personality with people you don't know very well. Um, but if you're talking about a book or a movie, I think that could be fun. And when those are when those things are well facilitated by somebody who's really good at getting discussion going, I think those can be fun.
1: Well, I love all of this and I think I'm going to, I'm just going to steal all of them. So okay. I want all of you yours. You can come plus. with me. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going with you. I would add on things like, you know, spa treatments. Yeah. Um, I would want yoga. I would really want baked in solo time where I could explore the facilities on my own and have it be expected that that's what I was doing. Like set aside um, solo time. I know, like I like guided hikes, but there is something about um, a nature walk, like a guided nature walk that can make me feel really itchy and impatient because I just kind of want to be out there walking at my own pace. I don't want to stop every 10 feet. I don't really want to be with all these people. (laughs) Like I really just want to get out on my own. And I think that having time specifically set aside for that kind of thing would be great. Um, the other things I thought would be great to do solo would be journal writing or painting or, um, writing on like a creative project. And I think for me, the key here is that because I'm somebody who is really good at whiling away a day without a lot of structure and enjoying that, mm-hmm. I would want this to be different. I would want this to be like, here's your itinerary and here's how it's different from a normal day. A normal day, I, have, I try to fit in some of these things. I'm not obviously doing all of these things, but I do yoga most days. I, I walk as much as I can, things like that. But it would be taking out all the other stuff. It would be taking out housework and work. So I would want that time filled with things that I would be glad later. I'd be glad to look back and know that I did. And I think the structure would be super helpful for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And I, I think we're probably just on different places on the continuum because I have a habit of filling time with quote unquote productive activities. So I think I would err on wanting a little bit more built-in leisure because that's actually probably what I need. Um, Right, like that's
1: the stuff you wouldn't end up doing for yourself necessarily. Exactly, exactly. But
0: I don't think either one of us are at the total extreme because you would want some flexibility and some free choice time. And I would definitely want some structure and some programmed stuff. So yeah, it's all coming together.
1: It is. Okay, the the, the more we talk, the more it's like (laughs) an outline in my head now that's um, ticking off the boxes. Okay, so let's talk about the social aspect, because I know that that's something like I mentioned early, like the snow globe, shake it up. All these people from different backgrounds, environments, hometowns, whatever, get thrown together. So would you want that? Would you want to go in totally blind or would you be happier if you went in with some friends or would you, you know, really want a bestie? And I guess what I would say is that, um, They're very different experiences. Right. And they all have their own merits. So going to a retreat or camp with a group of people I, I know really well would be amazing. Cause how fun would it be to be able to experience all these things with like a group of six people that you know, super well. Um, and then sometimes it's nice just to be thrown into something where you have to kind of socially sink or swim and the freedom to get to be whoever you want. I know in situations like that, I sometimes will be very quiet and fly under the radar because that's so not my personal, like how I am in my community or um, in other environments. I tend to be more of a social leader. And sometimes it's nice to just be able to not have that expectation on yourself and just to kind of go like when you visit a big city on your own and you don't have to speak to anybody like that feeling. Um, And that's very appealing too. And then I think there's that kind of in-between where, and I think this is maybe where you were going, where you don't know most of the people, but you have like one person to latch onto. And I think that can be very comforting. I do think it's a little bit dangerous though sometimes, because I do think sometimes you just rely on that person a lot. So I think it would have to be what I was doing it for. And I, and and like my goals for the experience and whether I wanted to be all in on like anonymity and the sort of shaking up my personal dynamic with being on my own or total comfort of being surrounded by people, you know, or that in between.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it could be fun any which way. And I don't think it sounds like neither of us is opposed to going to something completely knowing no one. It's just it is vulnerable in its own way. But like you said, it also has this anonymity or this blank slateness about it. That's kind of attractive. So yeah, um, thinking back to that Chico hot springs that I went to like a year ago, I flew up there with my really close friend, Erica, and that in itself was fun. It was almost like the travel part I got to do with a girlfriend. Um, and it was also the very first travel post any kind of post COVID for both of us. So it was really like memorable. We were like, Oh my gosh, this is so weird. Um, when we got there, we had each other as roommates. We of course knew the birthday girl. Cause that's who we were there to celebrate. But then what I actually loved was all of Sarah's other friends from different aspects of her life. So I think there were like 12 or 15 women there. Some of them didn't stay the whole time overnight because they were only like a two hour drive from their house. But over the weekend, we got to connect with all these other really cool women and everybody was connected to the birthday girl in some way. But yet I didn't know any of them. And they were just like so interesting and like all different jobs. So I the reason I mentioned that is it's sort of like a hybrid of like having something in common with people, but yet having the satisfaction of meeting and talking to a bunch of really cool people. So I really liked that balance. But to your point about going with somebody or even going with a group of somebodies, like the the tricky part is being clear about if if you want to be able to do your own thing, for example, like Erica and I were pretty good about being like, Okay, well, I think I'm going to go to bed early or I'm going to go over to the hot spring, but I don't feel like getting in the water. You know, we had to like almost give the permission that we didn't have to spend the whole time together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that would be important if you did go with people you knew you wouldn't want to miss out on. You wouldn't want to like be like, well, I guess we have to do all the same activities and all the same electives and go on all the same hikes like you would. I would think one would want to create a little bit of natural separation so you could still have your own experience.
1: Yeah. And I think if you went with someone who was like, um, I think you and I have had the experience of going to a lot of conferences together before we started hanging out together, just one-on-one. And so we kind of like, that was already the expectation. We're going to be together in this hotel room maybe, but we're going to do our own thing. We're going to go to different sessions. Like the conference itself is a choose your own adventure. I think if you were to go with like a really close friend that when you do spend time together, it's usually the two of you spending time together, that could be tricky. Like when you get there and go, well, but I don't really want to do this thing you're doing. Or I'd really just like to be at the pool by myself with a book and not feel like I have to talk to anybody or whatever it is. And, um, yeah. So great in its own way for the comfort and the shared experience. And then just tricky for the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sarah, I kind of feel like we should DIY something like this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where, where would it be though? So like the physical setting is so important.
1: It is, but there's so many options.
0: Well, you mentioned conferences, Megan, and that probably is the closest thing I've been to in the last 15 years that, you know, it gets me out of my normal routine and environment. It allows me to meet new people. I feel creatively fired up. The, The main difference is they're usually at a hotel and not a magical retreat center. But as we're talking, I'm realizing like, OK, maybe the perfect fantasy summer camp for moms doesn't exist. But I'm wondering if there are ways for moms to like DIY their own version of this. And I think it could look like anything. It could look like gathering a few friends and going to a really cool Airbnb just like an hour outside your town. But then if you did that, I think what would make the difference between just like a girls weekend versus a quote unquote summer camp is adding that little extra bit of structure. Like, I don't know, creating a book club part of it, or like predetermining some hikes or a cooking challenge or something like that. So um, you hosted an event a few years ago in Michigan that I came to Megan, and you did that completely on your own. Is there, do you have a desire to like Would you ever DIY something like this on a smaller scale where you're not going to get the full summer camp experience, but it's going to be a step up from just, say, a girls weekend?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, when we've been talking about this, I've been thinking about that retreat I did and and um, how like we could have incorporated more summer camp type elements into it, because that was kind of like a creativity and motherhood camp kind of or camp retreat. (laughs) Now I'm like thinking of it as camp um where it was really more about like how to take your life from where it is now to where you want it to get to and that could look very different from the moms who all came which was a really cool part so there were people who really wanted like a couple who really wanted to take their businesses um to whatever next level they wanted and there were others who really just wanted to find more satisfaction in their lives as stay at home moms or maybe they had a full time job but just wanted to like have more satisfaction in their lives as moms. So it was very all over. It was kind of like everyone had slightly different goals. And then the shared activities were really teasing out how to actually make that happen. But we didn't do a whole lot of free choice activities. And there wasn't outside stuff to do. Like no horses were...
0: No, but we you know, did go, up outside. remember Jenna did a, like a star walk or something and that taught us really about cool. astronomy yeah. and there was knitting and I remember a vision board exercise. So it, there really and was yoga and yeah. yoga. Yeah. There yeah. was, there were some things. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: I think the expectation was that we would all kind of do it together. Cause it was a small group. Um, yeah although not everybody did everything just because I didn't end up doing hand knitting because I couldn't figure it out. And I was so busy running around trying to make sure like other people didn't get tangled up in their yarn. As I recall that I never got to knit, but yes, there were activities. I could definitely see something like that. If you had outside experts to help you curate the experience being, that could be really fun and really cool. I don't know. How about you? Would you do this for your friends or should we do this for the mom hour listeners? I don't know. What do you think?
0: Maybe. Well, obviously size and location makes a huge difference. So the, to answer the first part of your question, would I do this for some friends? I absolutely would. And I think typical of my personality is I either want to be completely in charge or not at all in charge. I have a, a hard time like being somewhere in the middle. So I think I'd have a lot of fun creating and curating a small version of this with a few friends where I really got to be thoughtful and intentional about the different activities. I've, I haven't done anything like that before, but I feel like I could do a good job. I think it would involve, like I said, a little Enneagram personality test, maybe like um, a cheese tasting and a photography walk or whatever. Like I, I think that would be really fun But when we get into talking about larger events, you know how I get. I like I the switch flips and I'm like, that is overwhelming and unfun for me. So I don't think I would I don't think I'm my skill sets are suited toward really like creating a larger event. Maybe not. Maybe I'm being too like um binary about it. Well,
1: I think that you'd be good at it. I don't think you would enjoy it. Exactly. (laughs) So that's Two different things, right? I think that the part of you that's detail-oriented and wants everything buttoned up and wants everything to go smoothly and be right actually makes you very good at planning things thoughtfully. I think your enjoyment level goes way down because you care a lot.
0: Right, and now we're, yeah, I think that's probably true. And now we're flipping it around where we started the episode talking about would we like to show up and have all these things done for us? Like 100%, yes. Um, But when it comes to organizing it, yeah, I do think... I think probably most moms listening have within their reach the ability to put together some kind of retreat. And I think that's kind of cool to think about. What would that look like? I have some friends who have done this completely on their own. Um, Our friends, Kelsey and Erica, the girl next door podcast, they're in the same book club and their book club does a retreat every year. Um, And they have talked about that on their podcast. Um, I know people who've just DIY their own business retreats where they go like, And you and I talked about this. Maybe it was right before COVID. We were going to go to Tahoe, remember? And like, oh my gosh, I had
1: totally forgotten about Tahoe. Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) That would have been a great location. I know.
1: Also, there are places like, you know, the retreat that you went to um, with Sarah for her birthday and or the whatever you even call it, retreat camp, whatever it is. There are places that kind of meet you in the middle where you might have a small inn or a traditional camp where they have some of that stuff. There. They're going to provide the food. They have some of that stuff there for you and the logistics. Like then the, it really becomes more about facilitating the group and like curating the experience. So there's probably all different kinds of ways to do that. It remind when we were talking about this, Sarah, it, it made me think about how much more forgiving we can be of things that don't go well when other people plan them sometimes, yeah, but so how true. sometimes Um, you know, we've had a couple good natured and not so good natured rants on this show before about experiences that we've had before. And I'm curious if there's anything that comes to mind to you as a thing that you would have, you would feel super perfectionist about delivering, but as the consumer, you would be much more forgiving or flip it something that to you maybe like, wouldn't be that big of a deal while you're planning, but that while you're the experience, like when you're experiencing something, you want it done. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to that, like clarity, like division of responsibility. Like I really want to know who like that someone is in charge of something. So like food is not a big, I will eat almost anything if it's prepared for me. And I, I don't, I think I could be very forgiving about a food situation. Like maybe there was a menu published. It was supposed to be this, or maybe like the food was supposed to be amazing, but in the end they had to order pizza because something went wrong. I think I'd be pretty forgiving about food, but you and I have been to events where we thought there was going to be food and there wasn't <laughs> There wasn't any, like, so What's I think
1: on the scale here, calories in does matter, <laughs> but we don't really, we're not that particular in exactly. the moment and then about I how think- we get them.
0: I think something I get a little fussy about is more down to how something is communicated, right? Mm -hmm. So like, and I think that's what I would be fussy about. If I was the planner, I try to like, let people know what to expect. And you and I have both been frustrated in the past by not getting accurate information, getting conflicting information, getting basic information at the very last minute. Um, so I think that's why it's overwhelming for me to think about planning something is because I would want to do all of those things well. It's not that people aren't understanding of something came up and this had to change. I think most people are very understanding of that. But when there is habitual, um, like systemic lack of communication, that is a problem for me. That is
1: the problem. And I know we've experienced that before at events. I think for me, the thing that comes up is that I, I like to start with the basics. Do people have what they need. Um, and I'm sure you experienced this, Sarah, like, remember how John made all the food for, um, and how much food there was. I'm laughing now thinking food I bought, but it was very important to me that people had basic things like, like the, a comfortable place to sleep, like that the space was laid out. Well, that they had enough food, that they all had towels and a place to shower, like all of those things within reason. I mean, it wasn't fancy. We were just like staying in a, a VRBO house, but um, or Verbo, I guess they call it. Um, but when I go to an event. And I see that there's a lot of like glamor and bells and whistles at a high level and flashiness, but basic needs are not cared for. It makes me really stabby. (laughs) Yes. Something like fire festival. And we, I mean, I've never experienced any any kind of dumpster, dumpster festival, (laughs) fire festival like that. But like when you can tell there's been a lot put into splashy marketing and branding And like parties and big experiences, but you're not fed or cared for that really bothers me. Mm -hmm. And so I think I would have a hard time. I've had a hard time letting go of that as a consumer. And I think that would be something I'd also have a hard time letting go of as a facilitator, even if any one of those people could just hop in their car and drive to the convenience store and buy themselves whatever. I wouldn't want them to have to. And, you know,
0: I, I don't know, maybe that's
1: so for me, it's actually pretty consistent. Like the things that would matter to me as a consumer yeah. are the same things that would matter to me as a facilitator.
0: I think so. I think so. And that is, I, that's why it is a talent and a very hard job to put on these types of things because you, first of all, you, it's a business. So you have to like be mindful of cost and all of that, but people have very different priorities. So like, or, right. or, um, things that are non-negotiable Free. to <laughs> them. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, I just had to mention the show Nine Perfect Strangers because as we were talking about this, I don't I'm guessing you didn't watch it again. I no, it was I, I've
1: never even heard of it. So mm.
0: I think it is um, based on a Leanne Moriarty novel. I'm pretty sure it's one of her novels. It's based on a like a recent fiction novel. And it's a bit of a it's like a psychological thriller, kind of. Um, the show was really, I thought, really well done. Um, Melissa McCarthy is in it and is like my favorite favorite Melissa McCarthy of anything I've seen her in she was so good and she plays opposite an actor named Bobby Cannavale who's in everything but like maybe you wouldn't recognize him till like you're like oh that guy's in everything um anyway it is about some very wealthy people who go to a very high end retreat some of them are by themselves uh quite a few of them are by themselves but a few of them are in Like a couple or a family dynamic, and they're like, anyway, those listening, if you're curious, I think it's really a worthwhile watch. And the scenery and the setting of this retreat is beautiful. Like the places Mm. they get to stay and the food they get to eat, it has that feel of just luxury. So I feel like I was
1: gonna say it sounds like fantasy, like fantasy camp.
0: It is, and then it's sort of fantasy turned. Dark. There's also some it's yoga. So, yeah. There's some yoga. There may be some um plant-based medicine experiences. Like <laughs> it gets weird. Um, and that's kind of the thriller aspect of it. Um, but if we could take a mom retreat to some place like that, I think it's like in Carmel or it's some it's some big sur, it's like some part of California that the the visuals are just stunning. And there are like all these people who prepare your food every day. There's like a health and wellness aspect to it. And then a- anyone who's listening to me who has seen it, like, you know, it gets a little creepy, but it's good.
1: Well, we both linked to places that do actually kind of have a camp-like environment um, for grown-ups. One is that the one I threw in our outline is Kripalu. It's a yoga retreat center out in Massachusetts that my sister and I have been talking to go to Talking about going to for literally twenty years now, okay, we've not we haven't made it yet. Wow, but we intend to. and what's cool about it is that you can very much like you can go for a themed um, weekend or week or longer than a week if you have the money and the spare time, and you can choose a program or you can just go. Yeah. and you get to totally curate your experience around either the program you're doing or you just pay the night rate and you just stay in the dorms or you can get like a fancier, you know, there's like different levels of accommodation. Um, and I, I don't know if I mentioned it's in Massachusetts. It's surrounded by beautiful scenery, but you can like get up and just take whatever yoga class you want, eat whatever you want. I think there's some way if you want to do it, if you want to do it silent, I think there's some way you like mark yourself. So no one talks to you. I'm not (laughs) sure. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's not some kind of like ritualistic painting or something. I don't know exactly what happens, but I did talk to somebody who did a, a silent retreat and, there's some way people know that you are yeah. not to be spoken, not to be trifled with with verbs um and words. But anyway, I part of what I love about that is that you can make it as structured or as not structured as you want. Yeah. And fill your day with activities or don't. It's
0: up I to mean, you. I think it would be so brave sounds like a corny word, but like it it is a really cool idea for a mom in in our stage of life or any stage of life to just decide to do something like that. So I think yeah. you and Katherine should do it the one that I linked to that I do not know very much about but I know it's not very far from me it's called Esalen and I believe that the very last episode of Mad Men was filmed there because I had a oh. conversation remember that like remember okay. where okay I was is? gonna
1: say I yeah. rem- that name sounds familiar and what it made me think of was like those culty things yeah. where it's like um I don't know like progression in your life or whatever
0: Know what I'm getting at. Right. Well, yeah. And I, I think there, well, this has been around since the sixties and I think there has been a very new agey, um, element to it. And it's what I do know about it is that the land is extraordinarily beautiful. And similar to what you were describing, people go for all different kinds of things. So they might attend like a very structured workshop or retreat that's there. You can also go and do your own thing. You can, Uh, There's like a massage. There's a lot of like health, wellness, massage, yoga, healing, a lot of new Agey type stuff. But I know people who have been for different types of things. And I think the natural beauty there, um, as well as like the food and the spas, and it's just very, very high end. So I don't know a lot about it, but it always pops up. And I think because it's kind of near near to me. Yeah. And I believe that is where that those final um, scenes of Mad Men where he's at.
1: I love that, that last treat. scene where he's meditating. Yeah. Um, I did want to tell you that on their FAQ, which I'm looking at right now, one of the frequently asked questions is, must I get naked? <gasps> and the answer is no. Okay. Is that at Esalen? Is- <laughs> yes, at okay. Esalen. Okay. It said um, the hot springs at Esalen are clothing optional. Nudity is common in the baths and the swimming pool, but is not by no means mandatory.
0: Okay. There you go. You can bring children, but that doesn't fit. I'm looking at the FAQs now. Will my cell phone work? Oh my gosh, it's located 45 miles from quote civilization, and there is currently no cell coverage. So yeah, fascinating.
1: So that you just got to know what you're getting yourself into. Yes, yes. You see naked people in the pool, and you can't even call anyone to tell them about it. You cannot,
0: so. t- you cannot post that. You cannot TikTok you have to that. Wait till you get home to post the picture. <laughs> Um uh, well I would love I'm sure that our listeners have ideas for you know a mom hour retreat which would be really fun but also if there are locations um that you can just do this kind of thing I think we're wide open and if yeah. anyone wants to join us at our fantasy summer camp for moms I think we're open to that too I think it would be awesome
1: Um and I won't if it happens I won't make you be in charge How about that Sarah
0: Okay perfect I want to just <laughs> show up You could just show up That's that's my goal <laughs> Uh, Well, this was really fun. Uh, Before we wrap, I want to remind everybody about our sponsor, Mind and Child and their Parenting 101 course. We have a really great deal for you on that course. It's normally $129, um, but we are going to save you $20 off just for being a listener if you go to mindandchild.com slash the mom hour. And again, that's um, a flexible 27 video parenting 101 course at mindandchild.com slash the mom hour.
1: Yeah. Check that out. And we will be back Tuesday with another episode. Talk to you then.
0: Talk to you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing.
1: Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data.
0: Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to Erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K E R I K A dot A P P and use code The Mom Hour to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.